Okay, it's recording now, sorry. Oh. No, we weren't up. recording. I was just talking into the mic. Shit. Well, actually, that's the funny thing is I came back to see if it was recording because <laughs> I wanted it to be. Shit. Well, how about this? That was your practice run. Even I didn't know what you said. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay. Okay, but I, I will need to indulge in the visual aid in that case. Okay, let me stop. Hit stop. Where did thingy go? Okay. Okay. Crazy. So, before I before I click share so that you can see my screen, Brian, are you aware of uh, this thing called the Bronze Star? Uh, not specifically, no. Um, as I understand it, it is for distinguished service in one of the branches of the armed services. Okay. And so, if you like show bravery in combat, you might get a Bronze Star. If you're like oh. probably like. Like, a sheriff probably gets it for bravery to rescue a kid in a fire or some shit like that. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. did you know that it is not only our brave men and women in uniform who are eligible for a Bronze Star? No, the real heroes, Brian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are those heroes who lay their lives down every day without a second thought? That's right. Wikipedia articles. You see, if the Wikipedia editors approve oh my God. of an article, if a featured article is considered one of the best articles, right. again, determined by Wikipedia editors, they are used by editors as examples for writing other articles. Okay. They are reviewed for accuracy, neutrality, completeness, and style according to the Wikipedia style guide. Okay. There are 6,337 featured articles out of over 6 million. I'm not going to read that number. It's too long. On the English Wikipedia. If they get this, rec this award, this recognition, they are given a small bronze star icon on the corner of uh, uh of of the uh of the article i was brought i was brought to this explainer page because in our last article i was looking for that song by that 70s show that that opens up the sitcom what i didn't realize was that it was a cover version of a song originally performed by a band known as big star mm. uh best known because it was uh started by alex chilton oh. uh, one of these big rock and roll stars so uh they originally made that song but i noticed that there was this little star in the corner of the big star article and i thought oh isn't that cute they put a star on the big star and i thought isn't that interesting and then it said this is a featured article could you click here for more information and i said you bet your ass i'm gonna click here for more information Oh, there's there's one I, more. It just went when up. When I see when I see tooltips like that, I just yeah. Oh, there are six thousand three hundred and thirty-eight. <laughs> it's incredible. Just like that one. It went up since we looked at it. Mm -hmm. hey, good one. articles. Like this is a this is a tag for good articles in Wikipedia. Tag good articles. You want a good article? Yeah. You come here. Let's. Uh... You want viral articles? 
Ooh. You want lists? You want portals, glossaries, categories, indices? Ooh, indices. Mm-hmm. Lists of lists. So, featured lists, featured pictures, featured topics, featured criteria, featured article lot, featured review. Well, maybe we Today, get into this a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Me, okay, um, so you, so you get me... the small bronze star. Let yeah. me tell you just one more thing. It's very, very important. So you, you see here contents oh the you may be asking yourself these 6338 articles uh what topics do they cover well if you wanted to know here they are wow you could read a random featured article one of my favorite features in wikipedia is the random i love it yeah but would you like to know what today's featured article is please it is deja vu the Olivia Rodrigo song, oh the entry God. for it yes. on Wikipedia. I think we have to use that then. And these are, this is a list of all 6,600 and whatever articles. They just keep going. This is crazy. I, I would love to, I'm going to go ahead and click on this song right now, which I've listened to this album oh. many times. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we found our song, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm pressing screen share so that I can hear it. Then I'm going to go let my dog back in and we'll get started on this podcast. Spoon for two and trading jackets Laughing about how small it looks on you Watching reruns of Glee being annoying Singing in harmony, I bet she's bragging To all her friends saying you're so unique It's special, but it's all reused. That was our place. I found it first. I made the jokes you tell to her when she's with you. Do you get deja vu when she's with you? Do you get deja vu? Do you get deja vu?
Yeah, I'm a big fan of that album. <clears throat> she, uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, everyone. It's uh, There's people listening. It's Reality Issues epi- Season 6, Episode... Six? Six? Five? Four? Five. It's definitely the B part. Season 6, Episode 5B is Episode 66. Uh, you know, the numbers, those <laughs> numbers. You know, you, you get it, people at home. You've looked at the name of the episode. Uh, um, we may not remember it now, but we'll maybe kind of sort of remember it when we type it in. When you type it in. When someone types it in. <laughs> so, <laughs> when uh, we mash on the keyboard. I think I talked about Olivia Rodrigo before in that, right? Where she, like, her producers accidentally got her in a bad situation with a couple songs where they, like, really copied a couple songs <gasps> and had to oh, give no. up, like, 50% of the royalties. <laughs> kind of, like, she didn't, she clearly didn't do it on purpose. She's, like, 18 and can't, literally, and can't be blamed yeah. for, like, not knowing a song from 15 years ago. It's like, she wasn't old enough to know lines. it. Yeah. I couldn't resist, sorry. No, it's it's literally, it was, uh, they referenced, um, the lawyers referenced that case and whole thing so there we go let's go back to let's close this i can stop saying my okay so i had something in mind for this episode we were talking about something a minute ago you said something too oh wikipedia right right oh yeah it's crazy yeah um did i ever tell a story about the time that i vandalized wikipedia and it was on there for a really long time because it was a very small little change um, I, I, I think you did. Okay. I think what we did was you told me off recording what it was. Okay. So that nobody could go back and undo it. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. I might have even like remade the change <laughs> after talking about it or something. But for a very long time, a very long time, if you went into the article for the um, Senate candy drawer and you went into like the Matrix of the people who controlled the Senate candy drawer, the senators, so like where who had the candy drawer. Uh, for a long time, it said that John McCain had the candy drawer, which is true. But it also, in the side note, in one of the other columns, it gives a note of like what candy, you know, was handed out. And there's like a column of like the person who did it has these traditional candies that they choose. It's like Werther's and some other things. It's like very specific old timey candies. And some people have mixed it up. Someone added Jelly Bellies, you know, in like the Reagan era or whatever. But more importantly, um, some there was like a time slot in there. And if you go and look at the article, where like there was no candy drawer or something like that. But there was a time when McCain had it, and I went in and I changed it so that it said that the only thing in the drawer was loose change, like pennies. Yeah. And it was on there for years. That like he was like the person who had control of the candy drawer and just had pennies in it. Because like nobody goes wow. and looks at some of these articles. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, I would imagine. No, it's, I mean, <laughs> but it lasted for candy brands. four years. Yeah. Four or five years. Cause I, what I did was no, I no, saw someone no. at the very beginning of when we, everyone first started posting on Twitter um, you know, people were talking about wiki vandalism and um, someone had posted, oh yeah, I got this thing on there and I had this up here for, since I can remember Wikipedia and they finally like revealed what it was and showed the edit was there from that time or whatever. 
and like shut it off and I was like, oh, I want to do this too. And that's where I got that idea and tried it. And then years later I went back and checked and I was like blown away that no one had ever gone back and changed it. I don't know why, but no one's, no one's proofreading stupid articles like that, I guess, tiny articles. Uh, well, apparently, at least according to the Bronze Star, which was awarded not to the Candy Desk article, yeah. I think there's your answer. Oh, okay, so not enough traffic, yeah. Oh. No, I think, you know, I think they reviewed it, looked at it, and said, nope, no star for this one. Hey. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe the Senate Candy Desk entry has forever been tarnished. Have you ever... You and maybe, that? maybe has been taken out of the running for a Wikipedia bronze star. Maybe it's ineligible. It's like a dishonorable mm. discharge, you well, know? Speaking of, though... It's like a felon. It's not going to be able to vote. <laughs> Yeah, actually, well, unless you're in Florida, I guess they... they Bad credit way. record. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the politics thing, something uh, one of those bots that died was when <laughs> um, there was the Wikipedia bot that monitored uh, political IPs like within mm. the Senate and uh, House that edit their own mm -hmm. Wikipedia articles, but that's gone now. I'm sure there's still something keeping track of it on a website or something someone's doing that yeah twitter. no it's it's on no not on twitter anymore yeah i'm kind of sad kind of sad let's change it up you know? what have we got going on no idea i mean i'm just yeah i guess i'm just kind of drifting through the day like i i'm not i i let me see what did I do in the reality television world this week? I was watching things. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. So let's 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 look at the uh, subject of the show, I guess, for inspiration. Well, I was watching a, a lot of true crime, okay. but that's that's kind of usual. So I've uh, it wasn't anything like fantastic. It was like the lifetime ones. It was like till death do we wed or till wed till we <laughs> death till we part. I married a maniac. I've been watching those, which are great for when the husband walks in the door and I'm like, oh, this one's about this lady who killed her husband. <laughs> and this one's about a husband who killed his wife. Married to death. <laughs> yeah, I got married to death. Oh no! <laughs> I think that would be a really hilarious sitcom. Yeah, I'd married to like, death. Where were you all night? <laughs> uh, you haven't been hanging around that cemetery again, have you? <laughs> what am I going to tell the neighbors? <laughs> So, uh, we've been playing some video games lately, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we have. Do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, so, um, well, I had a busy week, so I unfortunately was not able to play as much mm. as I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was, that was the first unfortunate thing. Mm. Okay. Uh, I do hope to remedy that a lot yeah. over the weekend because I had some, uh, meetings that got canceled so that was nice okay. but we have been playing uh uh what's it called oh this this co-op game called it takes two yeah tell me about that 
Um, so it's a little, it was a, so, um, so we, we, I, I started, I, I did what any normal human would do is while Tyler was playing his Sam, the samurai game, which I don't know what it's called. Ghosts of something. Yeah. I uh, was playing yeah. some samurai game and I was like, okay, you're playing your samurai game. I'm going to like look up cool co-op games that are like split screen and we can like play yeah. together and like so it's like i was like let me let me look that up and so knowing nothing i basically of course went to google and typed in the words playstation co-op two-player best of and then hit enter and then a bunch of shit came at me and then i was like oh okay and so they kept recommending all of these lists kept saying oh there's this game it's really great it's two players co-op Really, really great. And we're like, okay, great. That was all I we needed to hear. So, okay, acquired it, started playing it. Did you ever see the Pixar movie Up? Uh, no, I, I know that it's like it's got some really heavy kind of themes emotionally, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, oh, it's kind of like that. Huh? Um. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So, okay, so, uh. Let me see if I can find a clip of Up. Okay. Let me just. It's funny because we canceled our uh, uh, our Disney because we don't fucking watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. I, I guess I never use it either. The last time I used it was to watch a movie, like a non-Disney movie that just happened to be on <laughs> Disney Plus. Okay. I think we're going to see if. Yeah. We're playing with fire here on this one. Let's see what happens. So, by the way, this scene happens, I think, within the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. So you go in, you're like, oh, it's going to be... It's great. I love it already. I feel fantastic. Look at this happy couple in love.
I'll put a link in the description. <clears throat> wow. So, after the scene where his wife dies, because again, this happens like in the first like ten minutes of the movie, then the actual plot of the story begins, right? So, they had built that house. You saw it, right? Uh, it becomes a story of corporate greed. So basically, development starts to happen all around him. And he's at risk of losing his house. He's about, essentially, to be gentrified out of the neighborhood. Um, and he befr he's, he's also like uh, besieged by an annoying neighbor kid. So the fact that like he's kind of a grumpy old man he feels like, hey, well, now I'm all alone and I can't fight this big corporate, big corporation. Fuck it. So he takes all of the balloons in his balloon stall and he ties them to his house, essentially, and his house flies away. And that's that's essentially the plot. Up. And so this house like starts flying through the air and then we just follow the story. But like this like really sad part like happens like right at the beginning of the movie. So I remember going to the movies with my brother okay and we were we were like i, I don't know we weren't like children because the movie came out when we were like adults but we were like but we loved going to the movies yeah so we would watch anything we would watch the mission impossible movies we would watch car these cartoon movies uh, we would uh action films tarantino uh failure to launch right whatever it didn't matter if it was at the movies and we had nothing better to do we're like well we haven't seen that yeah fuck it whatever yeah it's hot outside let's go sit in the shade right right like yeah who gives a shit if it's a shitty movie like we got some popcorn right so uh we went to go see up and so we were expecting i guess kind of like a i guess i'll say a feel-good disney movie but if you really stop and think about it of course a lot of them are quite dark but we weren't expecting it to like actually tug at our heartstrings and feel like a true faux film or something yeah. <laughs> like um yes. i was expecting some zany noises right? right like toy story has some dark moments right because you have like the weird kid who's like yeah that's that yes clearly like a serial killer next door or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah um too. so yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway this video game had a very similar uh uh cinematic at the beginning so for uh video game nerds you know that when you start a game after you've mashed a couple of buttons at the beginning eventually they take you through this little movie type of scenario where they tell you some kind of a backstory about the characters you're about to play sometimes this lasts a long time they're really trying to get you into like the world and sometimes it's as quick as hey welcome to tony hawk's pro skater pick your character yeah that's it that's yeah. all you hear right so right. sometimes that's all it is right but in this case yeah it was like this big long story and you're going to be playing as these two dolls okay two little characters and you're one you, you, one player is one doll and player two is the other doll the reason that you're these dolls is because you are representing the two parental figures of this child who has been using these two little dolls to play with you and the other characters, the two parental figures in the kid's life. Oh, wow. But 
you two are about to get divorced and the little kid is like, why do you have to get divorced? I wish my mom and dad could work together and stay together forever. Oh my god. That is heavy. And so so you get like cursed or something, like a wizard or whatever. This magic book shows up and like like is like, oh yeah, no, your daughter's going to teach you a lesson. So now yeah. you're... Uh, you know, bibbity bobbity boop. You're now embodied into the these little doll effigies that look like voodoo dolls, but it's kind of cool looking. Like it's, it's clearly like a kid imagination kind of thing, right? right. But yeah. then each of you, each character, has to essentially work together to, I guess, not get divorced, which is, I think, the real actual core part of the wow. story. Which wow, which I gotta tell you, as newlyweds, was kind of a wild thing to be like sitting on the couch going like holding i'm like yeah. i okay I, you had me at pretend to be a doll going through cool world doing adventures <laughs> i'm like i'm now kind of reeling from the well i'm glad i bought contraception <laughs> no video gaming is like certainly giving people experiences they never expected yeah, I was like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting this right now. Like, yeah. I was like, we puzzle. Like, oh yeah. my god. There's so. more games like that, too. There's a game called Brothers. Oh my god. That's very similar, very oh. secretly emotional, gonna destroy you kind of a game. There's a bunch of those games. I, you know, um, there is a game that I experienced much like that called Journey, which I think is kind of like one of the classics that has no dialogue. It's all told through uh, kind of uh, I don't know little vignette scenes with like characters who are animating like emotions and stuff it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. um, but it won a bunch of awards that year too I think this game actually won like game of the year or whatever like a couple years ago when it came out like it was a big people were really like impressed by it but I, I am I haven't consumed any of it but I, I know it's like highly highly regarded in the world of like creative games so and you said it's called brothers uh brothers as well yes i i don't know if it's made by the oh. same people but it has the same gameplay style you sit next to someone and you mm. each play like characters um trying to save their i don't know it's a mom or family member or something but it, it was a it's a very it's a similar setup yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I like. I don't want to be all like. I wish there was a trigger warning on it, but I kind of. Yeah, I mean, like I was kind of. I was kind of like taken aback. I was kind of like. Uh, yeah. I don't know something about like. Uh, not that it felt heavy-handed or something. Like I, I mean, I, I kind, but kind of very similarly, where I was like, well, I wasn't expecting it to be this like whole thing. There's right? an, like, there's an argument in there's a lot of people in the world of people who consume games about whether or not this is a good thing or a bad trend because this thing has been happening. This has been happening for a long time. It's not just this game. There is a game about eight, ten years ago called Depression Quest. That was like the author was trying to like make this point. Like, I'm gonna make this game that's not only okay, gonna raise awareness. But I'll say this. Yes. If the game is called Depression Quest, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, I mean, uh, I know what I'm getting myself into if I decide to pick up the Resident Evil game. 
right? Yeah, what I'm saying spooky. is that, like, yeah. this one felt like I was picking up Animal Crossing and oh, suddenly okay. they were decapitating themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. it was... I get that maybe it was trying to work with this as, like, a jarring something, and, like, I, I get it as, like, art or whatever, but, like, I, like, let me put it to you like this. Like, I... I like, I'm not just saying it was, like, emotional, right? But, like, if I were actually a parent going through a divorce oh. and that kid was, like, yeah. uh, maybe going through it, like, and in therapy or something, would it be a good game? Would it be a bad game for, the, for them to play? Yeah. All I know is that I wouldn't want it sprung on them either way. And, see, that's what I mean. Like, I guess on some level it looked like, oh, this is just a fun, silly co-op game. And maybe that's my bad for not, I guess, reading the rest of the article. I just saw, like, some screenshots, and I was like, oh, look, you get to play as, like, a doll in a miniature world. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's not like Resident Evil, which is like, oh, get ready to be scared shitless. You right. know, like, oh, right. cool. No, I I mean, well, yeah, but, like, are you sitting next to me? I'm scared. Right? Like, yeah. fine. But, again, I know what I'm getting myself into if it's, like... Uh, uh. At this point, maybe like, can I complain about Grand Theft Auto being yeah. too gory and violent? Like, no, I can't do that now, right? right? Like, maybe the first time it came out, I was like, oh my god, I thought it was just going to be about like racing a car. Okay, maybe, yeah, sure. Even though no one was talking about it like that even then, right? But right. I guess that's what I mean. It felt sprung on me. Just like I it completely did understand what you're I saying now. It actually kind of gives me a feeling in my stomach now, hearing you describe it, like imagining exactly the scenario you're describing. Like, yeah, yeah, it gives me a weird feeling just thinking about it. Right, like if I'm like if I think that like blood and guts and gore is like bad or whatever, then it's easy to keep my kids away from Freddy Krueger or whatever. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that those. I mean. Frankly, those seem far more fictional. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll say far more fictional. The only thing that, the thing that, of course, was actually scary about Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't that he attacked you in his dreams. It was that he was a pedophile right. who attacked you in real life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It mattered. Yes, it was. And just a... then in your dreams, yes. but like a little bit of both. And one could argue that if he's attacking you in his dreams, it's because you're having some kind of psychological crisis because your parents aren't taking your concerns very seriously, which seems again, less about actual nightmares than more like a giant allegory for real threats as opposed to imaginary ones. Which is what a uh, lot of that, you know, a lot of those scenes were like teens, like basically like not being watched by their parents or having, and then, yeah. Yeah. You, so you, you nailed that one. <coughs> I apparently missed that one the first few times I saw that movie. I don't remember what Hall Michael Myers. He was like a schizophrenic son, and he was they like locked him in the attic or something. I yeah, don't remember his the, story. The son of a hundred maniacs was the um, the Freddy Krueger story. The yeah, the Michael Myers story. They added this mythology in the fifth one where he was um, cursed, I think, by someone because of family member did something and they cursed the child mm -hmm. mm, i can't remember 
Yeah, I don't remember. No, I'm looking it up right now. But the mythology of these classic characters really matters because the creators of them mm-hmm. at that level, before they were franchises, really did try to, I think, put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. at least the mm-hmm. ones that we remember to this day, you know, that, that hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, West, yeah, West so Craven Michael Myers a lot, yeah. is a young boy who murders his older sister and then 15 years later returns to his hometown to murder more teenagers. So, yeah. And it's plausible that a serial killer could... I mean, Michael Myers is a... I mean, that movie is terrifying. I went back and kind of watched it. I mean, I've seen it a million times, and I'm a huge fan of it and everything. I know all the little things about it. But, like, I went back. Mm -hmm. It had been probably about four or five years since I'd seen it, and it's still, like, really, really good. Especially, I mean, the second one is still interesting. I still like it the second one but yeah um the, yeah. the first one because not just because it picks up i think it it's really good um it really well i mean john carpenter me really just right. he's a genius yeah for so many different movies yeah. but mm-hmm. but it's really amazing how he could start such an explosive career with what would unless it was the original be like such a silly thing to like have someone break a career out of like with a mm-hmm. slasher movie but it's the slasher mm-hmm. movie so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Incredible. I watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. But well, the whole series. It is almost spooky season. It's also very exciting. Oh yeah, it's a good reason. You know, I watched uh, last year. I watched Hellraiser, so maybe I should like actually watch the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I think. I think we also watched Hellraiser last year for Spooky Season. I don't think we watched two or three or 12 or however many more there are. I really liked um, four. I watched that when I was a teen. That's the one that takes place in space, I think. <gasps> a space Hellraiser? Yeah, it's pretty... Well, like a Jason a X space kind of razor? setup. Yeah, it's... Yes, he's raising space. Raising a little space. Actually, that's what I've been doing lately. That's been my Cubes. video game. That's been my video game obsession lately, has been uh, the Starfield. It's pretty cool. Oh, I've heard about this game. Tell me, tell me a little bit about it. It's uh, it's basically the um, there was a game that I was a huge fan of called Skyrim. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but uh, they made a uh, a household name among games. <laughs> yes, they made a sci-fi. That developer made a sci-fi game. I would say it's actually closer. They also made the Fallout games, the most recent ones. But instead of being like a space version of Fallout, I would actually say it's more of a space version of Elder Scrolls. Um, in that, I think later in the game, you actually get a little bit of like some magical powers and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. No, it's not like a spoiler. It was in some of the trailers. But like, um, you know, it's really interesting. It's like uh, if you took Elite and what like Elite Odyssey was going to be, which is like a your classic flying around doing some space trading and some some bounty hunting and you're shooting ships out of the sky but also you get this ability to like in in a game like this land on a planet and go walk around and talk to folks and do stuff like that and you know there's been games that have tried to do that since the 80s when very basic technology very basic um 2d technology that i'm a huge fan of i went back and i've played recreations of those games many times but there's also games that inspired those um, games called like Starflight, which are very basic but extremely they're like 
the coding must have been very impressive. The graphics were very basic, <laughs> but it's a very, very in-depth game. That was made by Electronic Arts or whoever Electronic Arts paid for back then. But Starflight, in my mind, is the game that inspires um, the game that inspires Mass Effect. So it would be, let's see, Star Control 2. Star Control 2 inspires Mass Effect. Uh, Starflight 2, I think, inspires how Star Control 2 actually works. And this is crazy. Um, I think that pretty much everything goes back to Starflight. And, well, Starflight 2, most specifically. The reason is, I'll explain this. It's because it was the first game to do Star... <laughs> it was the first game to do Star Trek. No, the Trek. reason I'm laughing is because it feels also like our Wikipedia dives. Just yeah, please continue. It's true. So, <laughs> so it used to... I think that Starflight was the first game that let you do the Star Trek thing. Like, not just we're going to do a little spaceship around, like Elite. Elite is a game where you're just a person in a spaceship, and you can have different spaceships, but essentially you're a pilot gaining credibility and making credits to make your shit better to get harder missions. It was a very basic game. It was all procedurally generated, but it was very fascinating because it contained, you know, many thousands and thousands of planets with individual moons and everything like that, or systems that you could travel to. And this was all, you know, for not even, this is pre-Apple II technology. This is for like the BBC Micro uh, when it came out in the early 80s, I think 82, 84. I mean, this is the very beginning of PC, like personal computing. Um, Elite, and it would eventually become uh, made into a game a few years later. It was adapted to basically every system. It's super popular. There is even one for the the NES. Um, developed almost single-handedly by a man named David Braben. Um, David Braben um, was a, a genius, really. It's a cool name. He's very cool. He's a British man. He um, is extremely intelligent. Uh, he's a, I believe he has a PhD in something, but he's he's like a math and physics kind of guy and likes science, um, in terms of like using it to create a video game. And um, he's a very interesting person. I believe he's actually been knighted at this point. Or not knighted. He's the one below that. The like re the. I don't know. Because Wait, there was Babin? <laughs> he, he has won a lifetime is achievement. Is that what you said his last thing was? Braben. B-R-A-B-E-N. David Sir Braben. Sir the brave Braben. Sir Braben. He's an incredible person. He basically invented computer 3D <laughs> computer graphics. He was he the first game to use uh, 3D computer graphics in first person. Kind of cool. It's like he made all the original tech that basically every space flight game would ever come after. He made it all himself in like, you know, five kilobytes or whatever it took to like make a computer program back then. It's really fascinating. And then would every few years make this successive version of this game that was a little bit better. You know, the graphics are a little bit better. And then Freelancer would be like the last game that would be made. Essentially, that would be like a copy of it or like uh, that'd be made by Microsoft, which is the guy who made uh, that big scam game that makes like millions of dollars that everyone kind of ignores and doesn't want to talk about star citizen. Uh, anyway, so there is a genre. It's, it's a, it's a genre of video game. We'll get into star citizen. Cause it'd be really fun to talk about and tell you a person who wow. doesn't know about it. So David Braben, let's just say invents an entire genre of video game. There's many articles about star citizen. You'll find, um, no, I'm so David Braben's a very fascinating person. Uh, he has a lot of enthusiasm. He creates in the early Kickstarter era. He brings back his idea of making a space video game because no space video games basically existed at all anymore because nobody ever made money on them because 
they were usually failures technologically, so nobody really enjoyed playing them. He had some ideas about, well, what if we raise money from our core audience during the Kickstarter era? This was still fairly novel. This was only like the second or third game to really <laughs> make money successfully on Kickstarter before the craze really started. He was very wise with that. Eventually, they would just sell the game normally and uh, expansions, and they made some money. It's dying now, but it's been around for over 10 years successfully. So, And they built an entire company off of it. But he comes back, and he gets the entire world excited three, four years before the game comes out about wow, it would be cool to be like in a spaceship with modern graphics that you can like walk around and feel the scale of the ship and see everything. Because a game like this hadn't been made in like over a decade. Nobody even attempted it. It'd just been completely abandoned as a thing that like you can just get in a ship and see the galaxy and do all these things. And at Spore, at most, was the closest that anything got was Spore. And that was, you know, only one phase of the game, really. So, you know, it wasn't the whole thing. And it wasn't like you were behind a ship. But this is a huge thing. So when all the enthusiasm is noticed, uh, Chris Roberts, who had created all the Wing Commander games, notices this and says, aha, this is the moment that I need to make huge amounts of money. And he creates the concept of Star Citizen, which is essentially Elite Dangerous, the modern elite spaceship flying around, trading things, hunting, you know, bounties game. But with, you know, like AAA Call of Duty style graphics in an incredibly like specific physics system, like a never before seen flying in trans like without transitions into the planets and stuff like technology. This would be groundbreaking technology when it was announced in 2013, 2014 or whatever. Now there's No Man's Sky, a game that was originally created by like four or five people and like a, like a garage project. They achieved that many years ago. And now that what that what can be done in the space of a Starflight game like No Man's Sky has achieved this and has been updating their game for seven or eight years now. It's beloved. It's the game that everyone wanted out of this. Now there's not only Elite Dangerous has spent almost an entire decade out. People are kind of over it now because it's becoming kind of outdated and they're not updating it anymore. But you, and you have a game that's worth that's raised over half a billion dollars from its audience, Star Citizen. And on top of that, Bethesda, who has made the second or third best-selling game of all time in Skyrim, says, we'll try that. We're going to try to make this game. This has all this legacy, and all these people, they're not doing it right. It's never broken into the mass audience, this flying around spaceship game. And Bethesda thought, we can do it. We can make, we can take what we learned from Skyrim and what we've learned from Fallout, and all we really have to do is fill a few holes in our technology to allow us to create, get in a spaceship, fly around the galaxy, run into kooky characters. We're going to have star battles like in Star Wars, and we're going to do all these things. And um, so that's what Starfield is. It's Okay. I, by the way, while you said all that, yeah. it reminded me that I've been trying to do something for some time. So... I went to go download the Flying Toasters screensaver. Was it called After Dark? That's right. Yeah. The Flying Toasters. Yeah. So that's because I love outer space. Anyway, please continue because <laughs> uh, anyway, I was inspired because yeah. space, space is cool, you know, and people like Elon Musk, I guess, are ruining it. Mm, but mm. that's that's neither here nor there. That's actually What's what I was about important. to get to about the game and this philosophy, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, continue, continue, please. Okay. So this game is 
the only this game will end the genre. It is perfect because it tells you everything you need to know about why your hopes and dreams and feelings about being in space. It's finally the space game that said, you know, all those amazing feelings you had about space in the 2000s and the mid 2000s about what that was going to be like and all these promises of these billionaires about what we're giving up to gain like these amazing things in space life. No, it's all bad. Everything about going to space and in human transition from off our planet to space and not, and not saying it in a satirical way where they're like, Oh yeah, like clearly this all bad. They're saying it. Look at this. Look at what life will be like in 300 years. If man escapes this planet and moves the stars everywhere will be hell. Like, and it's not about aliens attacking us or anything. It's about man will treat everyone like shit without any kind of oversight. Everything will go fucking wild. And it is like, even in places where we're supposedly like taking care of ourselves and taking care of each other, they make a very good example that like, there's no hope to be seen in like going up to space without in a really clear way. I think that anyway, it's a very successful game it's very cool and it has the right philosophy about not dreaming like going to space the dream of seeing all that stuff is actually a bad thing for humanity um and the games did you ever i think we've talked about how william shatner got like really depressed after he went to space yes yeah we yeah we did yeah he said it like changed like his entire idea of what that would be what it means yeah and disappointed him specifically that he thought that it would give him this big feeling and it didn't isn't that what he said just didn't yeah Yeah. something like that yeah yeah so sad yeah i guess if you go high up and enough in a plane it doesn't make you feel anything (laughs) i mean you know does I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think that like I need to be up in outer space to like have a concept of my mortality. You know, like uh uh I I th- I think I I I mean to this day I feel like when I see that scene from up just probably the most terrestrial thing that I could, you know, ad- like kind of picture as a storyline. Right? Tale as old as time, like a couple, you know, a couple's there together, they one of them dies somebody's got to die someone's right yeah, we're so all gonna die right so it's, it's like time. the one thing <laughs> right it's like I, I don't know there's 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 something that seems to me really silly about like fighting that uh, uh does this seem strange if i say that i think i'm ready to die i don't want to die yeah i i would like to live for a very long time i feel like uh that sounds nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I like to see. I like you to know. see where where some of these threads go, just out of interest. I think. Mm-hmm. Reality threads. Mm-hmm. 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 That's enough. But you know, uh, like I don't. But like I would like to. I, I don't know. Like I just. I don't need to be in space to to know that our time yeah. here is precious exactly right yeah yeah you don't have to have the blue marble moment to like you know you can just look at the poster <laughs> you don't have to like i mean go to you, the moon. you could just go outside yeah. it's like the How same thing like, look it's the marble it's, it's really up close <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh look there's the other marble the white one in the sky that we can see all the time <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> it's 
free. Lots of marbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but. Nothing but marbles. The reality issue story. <laughs> Wait, it's a marble? Always has been. Yeah. yeah. Too many, too many marbles. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I've lost mine. Waka waka. Oh, oh God. I have a whole handful. None of these are mine. Anyway, you could totally go find apparently any number of defunct uh screensavers online. Although, you know, downloader beware. Mm. You get what you pay for. Oh. And sometimes what you get are viruses. Oh, so be and, careful. And and, and... <laughs> Viruses and mold in computers are very bad. Um, I have been spending... I'm thinking of this now, some some video game-related stuff. I've been spending a lot of time in Grand Theft Auto Online. And I think that there is a... Um, some One of the things I noticed recently is that there is a um, very specifically interesting kind of... We were talking about this a couple weeks ago, maybe. Like transitional temporary ephemeral like uh communities that form like the ways that the lobbies work they're always like opening and closing as people join and leave and they need more whatever so but they're only up to like 32 people or something like that but usually when you join there's always trying to fill them up and reach that number but there's a lot of people on the map and some people engage in the horrible voice chat but most people don't. They put it on mute before the game even opens. They never even hear it. I'm almost always muted. Yeah, me too. I just have it. I just have it off unless I'm going to check and see like what in, what people are saying about the insane thing that just happened, which is usually worth it because <laughs> some of the reactions are wild. Um, or if you're actually playing with people you know, in which oh, case well, you may want to be like, well, obviously, yeah. you know. Especially in Grand Theft Auto, it's fun to have the voice to uh, do insane things together with you know. The, your friends or whatever but something i've noticed that's that's popped up that i've been wanting to talk about for a while is um the communities that kind of form in the ways that they form and and so the game is like i'm at a point in the game where i spend most of my time um either helping or antagonizing other players because i've pretty much done basically everything in the game and i make enough of the currency in the game to unlock whatever new thing they add to the game instantly i don't really have to work for it I just have the money the thing is unlocked instantly and it's just because I play the game so much. And that's actually how they design it. If you play the game even like a couple hours, you know, a few times a week, like you're going to be set to get any kind of new content they add to the game. It's it's fun. It's really, you know, besides the fact that I spend most of my money on clothes and stuff, I'm able to unlock everything that comes at a pretty normal rate. You don't have to like turn the game into a part-time job like some games to actually like get the new content for free, which is nice. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> there is an interesting community that forms within the game because, and this is where the crucial element comes in. Most people who play the game, about 85% use male avatars, but the other group in the game, like me, I picked about 10 years ago when I started playing the game, a female avatar and I've been locked into it ever since. And I just thought it'd be cool because it would be a wider variety of clothes that most of the people playing the game mm -hmm. don't even have access to, which is true. So like, and they actually like release a lot more clothes for female avatars anyway, even though, like I said, only 10, 15% of the, of the avatars you even see are female. And the thing is that there's like a secret like 
fraternity essentially like within the female avatar community like if someone looks on the player list they can see what your character looks like even if they're not near you or whatever and people Mm -hmm. will scroll down there like when people join they will scroll down find you send you a friend request and they'll come and all of a sudden you're just like driving together because 99 percent of the time these are not males these are people who are trying to find like the four people in the game at that moment mm-hmm. who are actually like going to like have fun and like, mm-hmm. or like fuck with all the other people who are like, you know, acting like assholes in the voice chat or something. It's great. I've always had that experience in like my entire friends list, which is people that I like played Fortnite with and stuff like that. We never talk ever. There's never any voice contact. Do, do those folks like some, do they also like assume that you are like a lady because you're using a lady avatar. I'm assuming there's or... that. Yeah, most people do, and I know. And I'll also tell you this: the um, most of the people who come to me with the female avatar use what I would describe as a username that is broadcasting that they are like, you know, a female gamer. Is whatever lipstick lovers. Yeah. Twenty two like or that. something. Yeah, that's on point. You got it. It's yeah, right with first. that. And I know this because, like, I, I've been with, I've only heard the voice of a couple of people because they'd be like, oh, I'm recording a YouTube video right now or I'm streaming this on Twitch. And then you'll go see, like, who they are. But otherwise, you don't know who they are. It's um, it's a very interesting community. Uh, uh, we thought it would be funny to name ourselves Toilet and Samurai. Really, like, say, like, so I think I'm Toilet Samurai. or No, I'm Toilet Ronin. Is what... I'm low-key nice, which I've, I have only been for a little while, but. It's um, Grand Theft Auto is such an interesting game because there's a such a mix of activities to complete, compete in, and you know do and whatever, and uh, it's a very like ADD friendly game in that like anything you're gonna do, you're only gonna do it for about five minutes, ten minutes, that's it, and then you're gonna like be doing something else or driving a different car, like doing something completely different, Mm -hmm. um, and that's why Mm -hmm. I listen to it while I um, am both reviewing and editing the podcast. (laughs) Because I can 100% focus on everything that we're saying while I'm, like, doing something with my hands. Uh, that's how I listen to almost every podcast that's playing that game, so. Mm-hmm. I like to install screensavers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want some flying toasters. And I'm like, why hasn't it started? And it's because I didn't turn it on. Oh. Or didn't I? Didn't I install it? I thought I installed it. It's so rude. I don't even know where they go. Do they all just get deleted? Or uh, if I put that... No. Hold on. I'm just going to delete the you? entire everything. Yeah. It's so like... <laughs> It's like, don't, it's, no, this is a virus. <laughs> and you're like, like, it's all the virus. It's all the virus. Like, it's all the virus. Uh, just, <laughs> I need toasters. <laughs> no, I think I accidentally threw it away because I'm also was like, oh, I don't need this file. Because <laughs> it's true. I, did, I didn't need that one anymore. So there is my gaming corner. <laughs> That's what I have to say about video games. Oh, also, I highly suggest to everyone I just out don't there, want yes. a game to make me cry. Like, well, how about how about a game to make you laugh? I highly suggest playing Hitman if you love <laughs> us. If you want to play like um, Clockwork Orange Simulator, then you should play Hitman, a game where you mm-hmm. basically kill billionaires and their um, 
uh, legion of uh, helping hands. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> you sneak into compounds and murder them in various ways. Wonderful game. Mm. Okay, so what's a good, like, video game space song close on? Carmen Miranda's Ghost, I think. I don't know what song that is. If you go in... Well, yeah. I don't know. I actually regret <laughs> saying those words. That's not the song, but this is. Yeah, so, uh... Jamie. Um... Well, it's the end of the episode. <laughs> I think that we had a really good episode last episode. I like this one, too. I feel like um, our delivery method is good. I like our new setup. I like the fact that we actually have understandable episode titles. <laughs> if I am to review everything we're doing so far lately, I like it. I like all the shifts and changes we're making. I like the length change that we've made. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty happy with this, mostly. I think this is pretty good. After last episode, we had a lot of laughs. I think there's a lot of good self-reflection here. We went some interesting places. Um, I like it. I like it. If we were going to deliver the the show two days a week on regular days, what do you think they should be? Considering the fact that I usually edit them like right as soon as we're done. Um, like, what do you think? Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if we ever met, I feel like if we make two parters, yeah, they could be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. And if we make three parters, mm -hmm. it could be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I can't that. imagine. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I can imagine maybe short, bite-sized four-parters. Yeah. If we were to depending, like really depending on how wacky we want to get, you know. Yeah. I've been thinking about some other things I'll announce to you and the viewers. I internally have been thinking about some fun uh, things we could do for like intros and stuff like that, um, mm -hmm. uh, where we kind of just do some things like in character, like at the beginning. I thought of, here's a couple of ideas. I'm going to feed them to you. These are things we're not going to do because I'm feeding to them to you as ideas right now. For example, this is something I thought of in the shower yesterday. <laughs> I feel like it would be really funny. Now we can't do it, but now I'm saying it. It'd be really funny if we started an episode where it sounded like you and I were arguing and it slowly revealed that it was something insanely stupid that we were arguing about. 
and then we just pretend like it never even happened. We just continued like doing the show. Just con- just continued being goofballs. Yeah. Um, or like, for example, we're. Uh, I like staging a reality. That's a what reality I mean. TV that's style. What, that's what conflict. I was thinking. Yeah, I was also thinking of like, what if the episode opens, and we were like discussing how to market the show. And we had like a disagreement about like how to market it. And like you wanted to like, you know, take it to some, you know, company to to show it off. And like I was like, no, we need to sell out and go to these people or something. And then we just like hit the record. But so it sounds like we um, it sounds like a fake. It sounds like a real discussion that we're having before I hit like the record button on purpose. These are the kinds of things that I was just thinking of something fun like that. And it doesn't have like to be fun. acrimonious. It doesn't have to be like, you know, where we're arguing. I just thought that it'd be fun to do stuff like that. So there, thereby you're not surprised if that ever ends up like, you know. But we'll think of something fun. Something that is not those Well, I two mean, we'll, we'll have to rehearse it much, you know, yeah. which is what Nathan Fielder taught us. Oh, yes. by the way. There you go. Last and final nail. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, have you watched How To with John Wilson? No, but um, that's uh, Tyler told me to watch that, so I think I'm gonna watch that. Is it? Um, is it was it, also is, is produced that? by uh, I think it's like three seasons, two seasons. Okay. The ser- the series finale just aired, but oh, it was okay. executive produced by this guy from uh, Canada who went to one of Canada's top business schools and got really good grades. What do you think so, that he would say if he ever heard our show? What do you think that he would, especially specifically the stuff where we talk about him? Um, I think he would be disturbed and flattered, probably okay. in some combination. Okay. Um, I think I, uh, I would like to think that uh, Mr. Fielder understands why um, uh, it, we have such a respect and admiration for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, with with the ways of the with plays on reality, uh, would he agree with our highfalutin takes? I don't know, you How, know. But well, that's true. I think he'd I think he'd appreciate it nonetheless that we were trying to take it seriously. Yeah. Do you do you think that he would appreciate? Yeah, he would appreciate that we're doing it doing it live. I think that we could try to mm-hmm. keep everything that's not our social security number or last names or whatever just for. Nathan Fielder, if you're out there listening, which if obviously it... I sincerely hope you are, <laughs> please get a hold of us. Uh huh. You'll know how. You'll you'll figure it out. Probably just wind up on our doorstep. Yeah. Which you know whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking clips of all the times, uh, starting now, <laughs> of all the times that we've said that. I'm gonna string them together. I'm gonna send them in a little cassette to us. <laughs> yeah. Whatever its people are, Mr. Fielder, this is with all due respect. Just big fan, big so fan of the here's art. Here's the thing: we have a real breakthrough moment in podcasting here with our podcast. It's it's just all it needs is a little little push. Um, nothing will change our lives. Nothing will change. Um, but it would be really funny if you said something about our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a shout out. Not even looking for a job anymore. Basically, just be funny if that happened. Anyway. Anyway, Kathy. Brian. Yep. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Kathy. I had 
a great day podcasting today, and I hope the viewers. Or is it Thursday? I'm sorry, I had to. Wait, okay, let me and let me. Um, you know, I'm looking. Uh, is there a pen? I don't want to click it too much. But let me. Uh, yeah. Let me. May May we click our? Hold on, you have to click it five times in a in a row in order to activate it. Otherwise... Oh, but I have to find the pen first hold on i need oh a clicky I, pen i do need to just write some things down because i have some questions i'm giving time everyone at home this is like this is your overtime this is the moment mm -hmm. at school where it was like 157 it was three minutes until you're supposed to get out of school and the teacher went oh the no bell hold already on. Rang. yeah and she's like wait yeah, wait wait but... you stay here hold on you have to write this down so hold on you don't really have to though because yeah, like you could leave a couple of you yeah yeah, you could always just press pause. But here's the thing. Okay. So but like if you just pulled into your driveway, you'd probably be like, so what's another yeah. 30 seconds? Yeah, you can go. Okay, so what were the things that we were going to watch? What was the homework? Because I, I I'll just watch some stuff this weekend. Oh, you had to learn about the NPC streamer okay. TikTok people. Yes, I, mean, I will. Uh, you needed to watch How To with John Wilson. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know that you need to watch Lifetime TV versions of Till Death, Till We Wed, or whatever, so you can skip right over those. Maybe we'll um, watch a little Law & Order. Oh, well, you holler, because, again, just every cop show I'm here for. I, I, I can tell you some of the best episodes. You can watch the Martin Short episode I on would... SVU. Yeah. There is a Robin Williams SVU episode also that's quite good. Um, let me see. There was just one that I was watching recently that I was like, oh, look at who that is. Uh, I forgot. There's so many, so many guests. Oh, Claire Danes. The one I just saw had Claire Danes in it. It was the original Law & Order series, season three. Uh, episode two, I think. I just, um, okay. Wait, wait, was, what was season two, episode three, you said? Uh, other ways. I think it was season three, episode, season three, I think it was episode two. All I'm saying is, is that one had Claire Danes in it. Okay. Um, and it just, you know, as so many of them, they take crazy turns. Did we record the part where I ordered DoorDash? No, did your dasher show up? About an hour ago. Really? <laughs> oh, that was probably while I was on. That was probably while I was on my other Zoom call. Yeah. Anyway, I have. I, I do have one more thing to show you. Uh -huh. I think I can turn this around. Hold yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea that my Thai food is just like, just hanging. Here's the large television. <gasps> oh, yeah. Wow. This is the first time I've seen this angle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It worked. Yeah. And wow. as you can see, the, uh, the, the, the devices are over there off to the side. Yeah, I like that. I need to get, yeah, I need to get, like, yeah, something set up like that. Yeah, no, just so I have some flying toasters, everyone. 
I love that. Successfully installed. After dark, yeah, in the modern world, too. A delightful too. Like screensaver. Full yeah. res, yeah. It's pretty uh, awesome I'm, how it's on the TV. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to try to see if I can find the SETI. I don't oh, know if you remember yeah, that, but there yeah, is the SETI yeah. screensaver. If it's still around, I'm going to... If not, there's I'll that one. Back. Folding at home was the other one. The one where you like <gasps> fold the proteins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, everyone at home, I had a really fun time. We, uh, we did. We already play a song, or oh, I have the song here queued up, but I'll save that until the moment when we're done. Kathy, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a great time. Delightful. I, uh, um, I hope Seti that you is retired, but you can keep crunching okay. and folding. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Keep crunching and keep folding, everyone. Bye-bye. Jamie Dawson was the captain of the Christian and her crew, and he flew and fought the Christian in the War of 82. Now the Christian was the tightest ship between here and Charlemagne, and the crew of Jamie Dawson was the same. On patrol in Sector 7, keeping a watch on Barbara's son. They would jump by three like cruisers, though they weren't a match for one. As they came to general quarters and they sent out the alarm, Dawson's crew was sure they finally popped the farm. No one living saw that battle, though the fleet was quick to leave. When they reached the site, they found a scene no sane man could believe. Dead in space lay three like cruisers cut to ribbons all around But no sign of Dawson's Christian could be found There are stories of the Dutchman, the Celeste and Barnum's bride There are stories of the horseman and the lady at his side But the tale that chills my spirit more because I know it's true Is the tale of Jamie Dawson and his crew Yes, the tale of Dawson's Christian and her crew was second mate on Harris, dream of freighter on the line. We were shipping precious metals to the colony on nine. It was on the second watch of that most uneventful flight when the pirate ships appeared out of the night. Now to me there was no question, for they had us four to one. And you can't fight dirty pirates when your freighter has no gun. So we stood by to be boarded by a party and unseen When another ship appeared upon our screen First we thought it just a pirate, but the vector was all wrong Then we thought it might be rescue, but the signal wasn't strong When she didn't answer hailing, we all felt an unknown dread We saw her shields were up and glowing red now the courage of that single ship is shown by very few But we never knew a ship could fly the way the stranger flew Never fearing guns or numbers like a tiger to its meats The stranger then attacked the pirate fleets And the stranger's beams burned brighter than all beams I'd seen before And the stranger's shields were harder than the heart of any whore as the battle rent the ether while we watched and shook our heads 
The pirate ships were cut to bloody shreds. The pirate ships were cut to bloody shreds. Just as quickly as it started, then the fighting was all done. For the pirate fleet was shattered and the stranger ship had won. Though we tried to call and thank her, not an answer could we draw. And she dropped her shoes and this is what we saw. There were 30 holes we threw her and a gash along one side. And we knew that when it happened that no crew were left alive. For the markings all said Christian deep inside us each one knew. T'was the tomb of Jamie Dawson and his crew. Now instead of flying off, the strangers then began to fade. First the hull and then the bulkheads as we cowered there afraid. For as the Christian disappeared, the last to slip from view were the bones of Jamie Dawson and his crew. Yes, the bones of Jamie Dawson and his crew. There are stories of the Dutchman, the Celeste and Barnum's pride. There are stories of the horseman and the lady at his side. But the tale that chills my spirit, and I swear to God it's true, is the tale of Jamie Dawson and his crew. Yes, the tale of Dawson's Christian and her crew.